is going to be James 5, right here where we were. We're going to kind of stay right here. Stay in effective, fervent prayer. Effective, fervent prayer. Effective, fervent prayer. Until we get it in our bellies. Amen? Until we become people of prayer. Until God's house becomes the house of prayer. Until we really believe it. We really believe when we pray and we go boldly to the throne that God hears us and God will move on our behalf. Move until the manifestation of the thing that we're praying for comes into existence. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. If you would, your Bibles, your phones, everything, let's confess the word. Confess the word. Speak it out. Hallelujah. Over our life, this word has to transform our life. This word has to change our lives. When we apply it, it will change our very existence. It will change the way we think. It will change the way we live. It will change the way we act. It will change our attitudes. Hallelujah. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm a doer and not just a hearer. And my life is made better after having heard the word of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Father, we honor you this morning. We lift you up. Thank you, Father, for all of the praise testimonies that went forth, giving you honor, giving you glory, God. Thank you for all that you're doing on our behalf. Every good and perfect gift comes from you above, God. Father, take us to the next level in you. Take us to the place that you desire us to be, God. Help us to move out all distractions, everything that's in our way, God, that we can step forward in you, God. Step on firm ground. Be confident in you. Come boldly to the throne, Father, when we pray and we give you honor. Thank you for your word today, God. As the word goes forth and is delivered, Father, I pray now that the word is going to fall on good ground in every heart. And it's going to, come, uh, going to um, produce a harvest, Father, of 30, 60, and 100-fold blessings, God. And if possible, God, 200-fold, God. Make this word livable to us, God, that we can put step into practicing it on a daily basis. And we will give you all honor, all glory, Father, and all praise. In Jesus' great and mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So James 5, uh, verse, I'm going to just go right to verse 13 because I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, verse 16 because I'm reading uh, James 5, 13 to 16. Well, you know what? Amen. It's on, is it on the board? Amen. Let's go right here and just read it right there as it is, okay? Um, it says, are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offering in faith will heal the sick. And the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Verse 16. Confess your faults one to another. And pray one for another. That ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Amen? The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. A couple of weeks ago, I told you there were three important words. Effectual, fervent, and righteous. All three have to be going on so 
avail much. We have to be effectual, successful in our prayers. Our prayers have to be fervent. They have to be with authority. Our prayers have to be in boldness. Amen? Our prayers have to be fiery. Glory to God. We have to pray like we mean it. We have to pray like, God, we need you to come right now. God, I need you to alter the circumstance right now. Hallelujah. God, I'm standing on you and I'm believing you. Amen? Our prayers have to get intense. We can't just stand, just give man be paying me prayers. Just throwing up prayers to see if it sticks, you know? I mean, when I was in school, yeah, I hate to tell you, but when I was in school, the girls used to wet, wet the toilet paper and then they used to take the toilet paper and go, whoop, and see if it sticks. <laughs> on the wall. Yeah, I hate that. I'm sorry. We go to the bathroom and it's all of this wet toilet paper that used to stick on the top of the ceiling. How you see Hallelujah. Glory to God. But we have to, you know, we can't just throw these whammy pammy prayers up. You know, we, we really don't believe them. You know, we, we really don't, you're not standing on the word. We don't know what to pray. We don't know the word. We need to have the word. We can't pray out of our head. We have to pray out of our heart and our spirit. So when you pray out of your head what you think, it's almost like one of those wet prayers. Whoop! Did it stink? God, did you hear? God, did you go answer? Are you going to answer me, God? <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to pray in confidence. Amen. We need to pray boldly. We need to pray the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So prayers are made all day long. Prayers are made all over the world. All types of prayer from all people, all walks of life, and all religions. All types of prayer. We have to figure out where we are, what our situation is, and what prayer, what prayer applies. There's principles to pray. There's laws that govern our prayer. And I gave you for the last couple of weeks 10 types of prayers. You have to figure out where you are, what situation you are, so that you can stand on the word, stand on that prayer, pray fervently, and see the manifestation. And I like what's taking place here because we're standing on the word, we're praying, we're pushing through, amen? And then we're standing up giving the praise report of what's taking place in our lives. We're giving the praise report of the manifestation of what God is doing in our lives. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's an awesome thing. It's an awesome thing when God is really moving. Amen. It's an awesome thing when God is really manifesting. Hallelujah. I've been in some bodies of Christ and everybody's talking, but ain't nothing happening. Everybody's talking and professing, but I don't see no manifestation. I'm busting. Hallelujah. Did I do that? No, not me. Huh? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we, we have to stand on the word of God. I'm giving you the key. The key is to believe God. Amen. The key is to believe God. I didn't say church. I didn't say people. I said believe God. You've got to make sure that you step closer to him. Every day that you live, you have to improve your relationship with God. Amen. Amen. We're not where we, we know we need to be, but we're still pressing toward him. And that's vitally, vitally, vitally important. So my number one, and you notice today, I only have two. I only have two because God just calls, just calls me, go right back over it. Go right back over it. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that this is where I'm supposed to be today because I haven't even talked to Pastor Jerome and he basically got up there and preached everything on my paper. I only have one paper, y'all. Everything on my paper and he never saw it. Never saw it. Never saw it. So I want you to understand there's a takeaway that God wants each and every one of you seated here today to receive. 
God wants you practicing it. God wants you walking in it. I don't know what God has in store for you, but I imagine that God has some mighty blessings coming your way. He's got some mighty Amen. blessings coming with the obedience, hallelujah, of you standing on his word. Hallelujah. Just about everything that, and I, he, was, he was up and down here prancing back and forth, and I kept saying, Lord, Lord, I was over there thinking. And I'm telling you, I, I'm going to show it to you on the paper. Everything that he said about saying, God wants you to start opening your mouth. He wants you to start speaking. He wants you to start saying. He wants you to start believing. He wants you to start walking in. Amen? Amen. Now, I just gave you the logistics of it all wrapped up right there in a pretty ball. He wants you speaking, saying, praying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Don't worry about the hissing. Hallelujah. You know, we, we, we are a perfecting ministry. Amen? Hallelujah. We're perfecting. We're growing. We're moving, amen? Amen. So, uh, keep us in prayer. Glory to God. Okay, so my number one is believing before praying. Believing before praying. That's key. Believing before praying. Before you open your mouth to pray, you've got to believe. Before you open your mouth to pray, you have to believe. Hallelujah. It kind of got louder, y'all. It's me. Oh. See, what y'all got told me it's me. <laughs> Don't know why I'm talking about me. It's getting down. to 
situation? Where are you when you start your prayer? What, where is your mindset? What are you thinking? Are you thinking about the problem? Are you thinking about the bill? Are you thinking about the situation? Or are you thinking about how great God is? How good God is? When you pray, are you praying? You, your mindset is thinking about, God, I need the money for this car. God, I need the money for this car. God, I need you to move in this situation. God, I need you to fix this marriage. God, I need you to fix this relationship. When you start praying, what are you believing? What, what are you thinking before you start praying? Because we looked at Hebrews 11 and 6, and they don't have it up there, but Hebrews 11 and 6. And Hebrews 11 and 6 says, if you're going to come to God, you have to believe. So if you're planning to come to God and ask God for anything, first you have to believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Come to God because you know that God has the answer. Because God has the solution. Don't come to him because of the problem. That should change the way, that should change, shift your thinking in prayer right there. Amen? So prayer is the key. Let's look at Matthew 21, 22. We looked at it before. Let's look at it again. Okay? God gives us a promise in this verse. Hold on to the promises. Hold on to the promises. Matthew 21, 22. And everybody really should use, commit, highlight this in your Bible. Commit this to memory. And whatever things, somebody say things. Thanks. Say it again, things. You ask in prayer, believing. What's the condition for the thing? Believing. Believing. You will receive. Amen. Let me read that again. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing. You will receive. That's a promise from God. Now, do you believe that what you ask God for, you will receive? Do you believe in the promise of God? Or do you, when you pray, do you believe in the power of your asking? Or do you believe in the power of you receiving the promise that God has? Because if you believe in you asking, that can get a little funny. But if you believe in the fact that God promised it to you, Amen. that can get a little confident. Amen. So when you start off praying, believe God. When you start off praying, believe in the promise. Don't put your weight in what you say. Put your weight, put your full weight, hallelujah, in the promise of God. Y'all tracking? Yeah. Making sense? Think about it. I can read it, but I really want you to think about it. I want you to think about it because when you think about it, you can do it. If I just stand here and read it, you heard it. But if you slow it down and, and think about it, then you can do it. And if you practice it, you'll remember. I bet you if you take that chair apart with all of the screws and everything, and you put it together here, you you know how you put it together, you'll remember. You can put the next one together, and the next one after that, you can put it together. Amen? Amen. Okay. I keep pushing forward. So. The promise is your believing equals receiving. You have to remember that. My believing will equal receiving. My believing will equal receiving. That's why I have to believe before I pray so I can receive the manifestation of what I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Believing is a law that applies to receiving. 
this word. Hallelujah. And we got to take a step away from it. Hallelujah. And line our bodies and our lives up with that word. That's not easy. But if we want the manifestation of what we're praying and what we're believing for, and we want the blessings of God on our life, we want the favor of God on our life, we want the peace of God to rest on our life, we want the promises of God to rest on our life. Amen? Amen. We got to make that correction. It's no two ways about it. It's no two ways about it. We are all in process. We are all working it out. Each and every one of us. Hallelujah. We are all working it out. As we take our steps and we make the correction. It says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, you read that scripture you were all over Mark 11, 23. Whosoever shall say to the mountain, you have to get into the, to the mindset of saying, speaking, speaking with authority. You have to put Mark to work in your life. It has to work. And if you've got some mountains in your life, you're going to have to start speaking to them. If you have some mountains in your life, you got to start speaking to them. Now, your job can be a blessing, but it can also be a mountain. Mm-hmm. Some situations that don't look right, they are mountains in your life. And the word of God says, speak to the mountain. You've got to speak to the mountain. Hallelujah. I got some smoke right here. <laughs> you know what I have here that's pretty powerful? Speak to the mountain. It says, speak to poverty. It says, speak to death. Amen. Amen. You got to learn to stop speaking. You want to come out of poverty and you want to come out of death? You have to speak to the mountain. Amen. Speak to the, the mountain. Think about this. God created me for prosperity. That's what I'm created for. Are you created for poverty? Or are you created for prosperity? Prosperity. Are you, what, did God create you to live in poverty? No. Did God create you to wake up every morning and just go to work and get a paycheck? No. no. There's a purpose on your life. There's a destiny for Amen. you to fulfill. Amen. Amen. Nobody else can do it but you. You are uniquely and originally made. Nobody Amen. else can say it like you. Nobody else can do it like you. Hallelujah. There are people are tied to you. That are watching you. Mm. Oh yes. Amen. Hallelujah. You were created for victory. Amen. Amen. Wow. Think about that. Think about that. I can stand up here and just. And that's, that's, that's not my gift. Just stand up here and go, yada, 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 For about 40 minutes. But I really want you to think about what I'm saying, digest it. Go to the next point. Think about what I'm saying and digest it. And what I really want you to think about is how you can apply this to your life in the area of praying. How you have to shift some things and move some things in the area of praying. Now let me tell you how you're supposed to speak. Everything right here in, in, in Mark 11, this is exactly how you are supposed to speak. 
thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. B has to be persistent. Your B has to be authority. Your B has to be bold. Now here's something else I want to give you. When you pray, you'll never see anywhere in the Bible that Jesus ever prayed for sickness. Y'all like, what? What? He spoke. Be thou removed. We don't pray for sickness. We don't pray for poverty. We don't pray for disease. You speak to spirits, commanding them to release and go. You don't agree with them. You don't pray with them. So whatever the, the 
number is that you need if it's financial, if it's financial. Is God bigger than that number? Yes. Whatever it is that's, that's, you know, haunting you, plaguing you from the past and all that, is God bigger than that? Can God wipe that away in just one 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 blink? Yes. One word. Hallelujah. Can one word set you free? Yes. yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Can one touch set you free? Then our part is then we have to stop rehearsing. The bad things that keep happening. You have to stop rehearsing the situations. And Brian Ray had a scripture up here in um, about worrying in Matthew six. If you if you you can take that as a note, Matthew six where he was he uh, he was reading because also in Matthew six it tells you not to let situations dominate your thoughts. When situations begin to dominate your thoughts, you rehearse them over and over and over and over again. When you rehearse them, they take control over you. Pray, let it go. When you're able to pray and let it go, you believe God. You trust God that God will work that situation out. Better than you can work it out. Better than people can work it out for you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right. All right, I get some speed with me. So y'all want me to get some speed. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, and shall not doubt in your heart. Faith is full assurance in the heart. Full assurance in the heart. 100% confidence in God. You have to have 100% confidence in God. Before you pray, amen? amen? Amen. But shall believe that those things which he say shall come to pass. Do you believe what you say? You're the one saying it. Do you believe what you say? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I got to speed up because I see ain't too many people thinking. So I just want to run right out here too. What are you saying? Do you believe what your mouth is saying? Amen. You're the one saying it. Do you believe what you say? So when you look in the scripture, you'll find out that it says say. And it says say. How many times does it say say in one scripture? Because when God repeats what he says more than one time, it lets you know that it's important. Yes. Yep. I want you to pay attention. Words are important. Every word in the word of God is important. Yes. Because the Bible says that heaven and hell will pass away, but not one what? Word. Word. Yeah. So that lets you know that words are important in the Bible. So when you look in the Bible and say who, that word who, W-H-O, is important. You have to put yourself in the who. I am the who. And so every time you read it, you have to know that that who applies to you. Every time you read the word say, you have to pay attention. What am I supposed to be saying? 
thing, huh? I bet you when that check comes, you get excited. I bet you when finances just pop up in your bank account, you'll get excited. I bet you when you start looking at some bills getting paid that you didn't come up with the money for, you'll start getting excited. When you start looking at your situation and realizing that, ooh, I'm getting out of that. Ooh, that's taken care of. I bet you'll get excited. Hallelujah. I bet you Ty got excited when he got that little car. He was like, yeah, I bet you. Hallelujah. You know what you you know what you're waiting on God for? You know what you want God to do? Get excited about Him. Get excited about the blessings of God. Get excited about the favor of God. Because it doesn't always take money. You need the favor of God on your life. Favor opens doors. People began to notice you. Your bosses began to notice you. Millionaires began to notice. There's something uniquely different about you. These people sow into your lives. It's not always finance. Sometimes it's a word. You hear Christina say that's why she likes to hang out with people that have money. Because her goal is to obtain more money. And God will make sure that she obtains more money as long as she knows what to do with the money she obtains. Amen. I want to make sure I have more money. Hallelujah. Increase, increase. I want to steadily increase. Hallelujah. When that, when that money came out of that ATM, <laughs> I was like, whoo, guess what? I think the first thing that came to my mind, I'll tell you no story. The first thing my mind is eating. <laughs> Amen. I thought about this this thing, this restaurant, fancy restaurant that I wanted to go to. I'm like, ooh, now this will help. This yeah. is good, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I was excited about that. But then I got to thinking. I got to thinking about everything I've been talking and everything I've been preaching. I got to thinking about God can get more to me if He can get more. Receive it. 
your soul prosperous. You know you are made up, and I'm coming to the end. You know you are made up of spirit, soul, and body, right? Spirit, soul, and body. So if my soul prospers, what heart is my soul? If my soul is supposed to prosper, what heart of me is my soul? What is my soul made up of? Your soul, the soulless realm of you is your mind, your emotions, and your intellect. The soul part of you is your mind, your emotions, and your intellect. So it is God's will that your mind, your soul, and your intellect
God cannot lie. God cannot lie. God, you said, I get you, you're going to make me fruitful, and then I'm going to multiply. Yes. What is your circumstance? Now, there's some circumstances and situations that we've gotten ourselves in. Oh, we've gotten ourselves into mm -hmm. some trouble. I know about that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And you need God's direction. You need God's wisdom. And you need God's peace. There's some situations that you don't like that you are in. If, they can, if, if they're in line with God's word and it's tight, you need God's peace. God, I need your help. Holy Ghost, I need your strength. I need your help. Amen? Amen. In hope of, of eternal life, in hope of eternal life with God, who cannot lie, promised before time began, but has in due time, did you get that? God shows up in due time. That's true. Manifest his word through preaching. Mm. Which was committed to me according to the commandment of God our Savior. Mm -hmm. Amen. God shows up in due time. That's why we need to pray. Continue to pray for the manifestation. And the phrase, fake it till you make it, doesn't work in praise. <laughs> It doesn't work in God. I know it's a phrase. They say fake it till you make it. But fake Christians don't pray. <laughs> fake Christians don't believe. No. So therefore, fake Christians don't receive. It's true. You have to make up in your mind that you're going to be authentic for God. Amen. <laughs> Authentic for God means that it's tight, 